One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Include, but is not late to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Fox they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love, they fight I know that we are just musicians hired, and their time is up. So here's the Knights of Vader. Impressive. Most impressive. Thank you, and Superiority Complex, for providing our jingle. Uh, it is February 4th, 2022. We are T-minus only uh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, we are T-minus uh, nine days away from Bengals winning and um, Super Bowl. And uh, we're here to talk about, um, what was the episode called again? Anybody? Stranger from the Desert. Stranger from the Desert. You got me, Zinger, and I'm joined by Zach. Hello. Uh, calm down, Zach. Joe Yazzo. Hey, what's going on? Good to see you. And, and Chris. Did no one tell the story group that Luke's Jedi Temple is on Yavin 4? <laughs> uh, that is old canon, um, new canon. It can be wherever it wants to be. Uh, this episode, hands down, proves that someone inside of Walt Disney working on Star Wars obviously listens to this show. Yeah, Zanger got pretty much everything right from last week. Like Zanger predicted a bunch of stuff. Oh, no, but I didn't predict one th- that the two things that happened that proved that they want to tear my heart out and show it to me. Oh, you didn't predict order 66, like, like member Barry. I, they, they, no, they, no. Who, who is the dreamiest dreamboat on tattooing? Obviously Timothy Oliphant. Who is the second dreamiest person? Obviously whatever, Jessica Beale, whatever her name is. Well, okay. Is. We, we got poor one out for poor Jennifer Beale. She got bloated up in the face. I, it, they killed both of my love interests in this show. Both of them dead within minutes of each other. Obviously, knowing we Timothy Oliphant isn't dead. He took one to the shoulder. They were really a flesh wound. He ruined his face. I think Jennifer Beals is alive too. Oh, what? Then no one ever dies in this thing. Max Rebo is like a good luck charm for surviving explosions. He wasn't there. He knew he was their inside man. Prove me wrong. I need evidence. I mean, how? Okay, so two instances for why Jennifer Beale probably survived. That time, uh, Boba Fett got punched in the face with electric brass knuckles, and nothing happened. <laughs> and then also that, also that time where um, Padme's uh, double got blown up, like right behind her, and she survived for a few seconds after that. She's wearing a big. So. Oh, good. Yes. So uh, that's Chris, that's Chris, for, for, for your editing later, leave that in. I stand by my statement. I think I think you should just bleep the whole thing out. Like that should be entirely bleeped out. Because that like that is uh problematic. To put it mildly, so to put this back on track a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm Zenger, I, I am I am I Zenger, what did you okay? What did you okay? We're gonna move away from Zenger right now. Please. Right, we're, we're gonna do the opposite of normal. Chris Porteous, what did you think? of this latest episode of Boba's novella, Asterisk not featuring the actual Boba. Oh, no, he cameoed. 
Yeah, he cameoed in his own show. <laughs> First of all, um, the episode description on Disney Plus is fantastic. It, I believe it's something like Boba Fett learns new information, which is <laughs> which is which is which is almost as besides the point as the title of the episode, "Stranger from the Desert," because you know we have it's a mislead. We have half an hour ish of. Of, of Luke Skywalker and and the title is in relation to two minutes of Cad Bane looking a, like like they merged Cad Bane and Clint Eastwood's face with deep fake it's I don't know what's going on there um so like uh, everybody seems to be really sort of emotionally confused by this episode because in a way it makes you wonder um if they were willing to do this like first of all of course I I this is the last thing I thought they were going to do. I thought we'd have two actual Boba Fett centric episodes to round out the show because a one-off episode of the Mandalorian that's sort of tangentially connected to the core plot makes sense to me enough, but doing two in a row seems very strange out of seven. I really, I really think this must be because maybe at one point they weren't sure if um, they weren't sure if they were going to run this show like alternating with the beginning of Mandalorian season three or th- there, it must've been something like that. They just didn't get enough done and they had production delays or something because it's just very strange to order it this way. There was such a mandate against this sort of content in the earlier years of uh, Disney Lucasfilm. So it's just, it just makes you wonder like had this whole, th- had this whole situation happened five years later, would we have had a starkly different, uh, cinematic landscape for the disney era star wars features it's hard it's hard to know i really don't know how to feel about this episode personally i i don't i'm not particularly taken with the luke stuff i think they did a passable job it looks like a deep fake to me because you can tell when he's sort of running you see the stunt actor's face coming through a lot more when he's moving quickly and turning and all that it looks like a what you've seen deep fakes as online which is funny because they were Polit- almost politically against doing a deep fake for the uh, Mandalorian season two episode, but um, yeah, I'm just sort of confused by this whole thing, and uh, I- I'm looking forward to uh, you guys sort of giving me some direction about how to feel. Joe, what did you think? I called it. I <laughs> called it. I called it last week. I said this is done with. There's going to be another part of the story. I, I didn't think that there was going to be an ultimate thing. Uh, he even said it at the end of the episode. I have one more thing I have to take care of. That was the one thing he had to take care of. Looks like they're not trying to break anything up and giving anything to go to the Mandalorian season three. It's what's happening before Mandalorian season three. So they could go right into whatever they're going to be doing for it. It's like, it's, they've probably finished the first couple episodes of Mandalorian season three and said, well, what can we do to make this, seem a little bit better without having all this filler in it. Oh, we'll just use the book of Boba Fett. I could, there has to be an explanation to this because like Chris was saying, it does like not I, I in storytelling terms of like television and how you have like a, what's that called? An overarching plot for an entire season. This feels peculiar. Like ever since that moment in one of the chapters of the book of Boba Fett, where we get the thing, it's like the back, the tank tells him your flashback segment is completed. And I was just like, that's a weird way to like signify to the audience that we won't be getting any more like context to like what happened to him. 
because we still to this day don't even know how he tracked Cobb Vanth or why he waited so long to like track Cobb Vanth. So a because lot he of was his, happy with the Tuscans. I know he but was clearly, content, but but we don't even know how. Like, how did he know that Cobb Vanth had his armor? Oh, the rumor, rumors. Yeah, rumor gets around. I guess. But I believe just, we have two canonical instances of rumors going around of um, Cobb Vanth having Boba Fett's armor. I guess. I guess Cad Bane also proves that the idea that even he would know that he was wearing the armor at one point. So I guess they kind of just backed into it. Uh, overall, with this episode, my thoughts, I, it's weird because as a Boba Fett TV show episode, I, you inherently have to like put some strikes against it. Because how do you have a TV show called The Book of Boba Fett and he is literally in it for under like 30 seconds? It, it, like, it's it's mind-boggling how they couldn't even at least just shoehorn, in there, shoehorn him in there. Like at least have him and Mando go see Cobb Banth. Like Joe was saying, it must be something from some other show that they're trying to do in here or there was something happened with Tamora Morrison. Maybe he caught COVID. I don't know. Something must have happened because there's so many things in this where you could very easily shoehorn in that character even fennec like why not have fennec go with with the mandalorian like it, it would just work the luke skywalker stuff i i ate that up as somebody who loves star wars spirituality lore i i just wanted more of that like i've always said i i want the luke skywalker training academy tv show live action, animated, whatever. I want that. So I was thrilled, even with the moments with Ahsoka. I do think there were some moments there that could have been even more poignant, considering that she really doesn't need to be there other than an advertisement for her show that's going to, what, be available at the absolute earliest, like summer 2023, because they still haven't even started filming that. I, I don't know. This was a, like Chris said, very peculiar episode, it's it's fun. It's a romp. It's the typical Lucasfilm thing of just shotgun approach. We're going to throw everything at the wall and hope it sticks. It, it's kind of like, imagine the latter half of season two, The Mandalorian, in one episode. It's like it's literally everything. You have original trilogy content, Disney Plus era content, prequels, animated stuff. Like It's just everything. Like, the only thing that wasn't in there was like somebody like looking into the camera being like uh, something, something first order. And apparently there's a rumor going around that there will be something, I think, in next week's episode that will connect it directly to the sequel trilogy. That's a rumor that I read online from a source that's been mostly reliable. So I, I just don't know, considering how the what the crimes of the kids played practically no role in the sequel trilogy outside of the like Poe Dameron Spice Runner thing. Getting into a couple specific things like I'm not. I don't mind Timothy Oliphant's character. I really think they need to start allowing characters, when we get glimpses of them months apart, they should be allowed to wear a different shirt. I would, I'd be fully in favor of that. This is a cartoon, Chris. We can't allow that. I'm sorry. Um. It, yeah, I know. I, I mean, it. yeah. I mean, 30 years with the same shirt is a bit much, but a, probably a couple months for Cobb Vance. I guess it's fine. <laughs> but um, I did really like the opening scene. Like, I don't know, just stylistically, him kicking over the, the spice into the sand leading into the opening titles was cool. But it, without without that, we would really be sort of losing the connection to, like, theoretically what the main plot of the show is. Um, I just... 
what I think is the strangest thing about this is you you can you officially with these two episodes in a row you can't go from Mandalorian season two to Mandalorian season three as a viewer. You, there's there too much of actual substance happened to Din Djarin in these two episodes that has impacted what he's going to do next. Oh, I agree, and I think that's like the frustration with this with these last two episodes is that the people who are complaining about them. I don't think have anything against the material like they did with like the sequel trilogy. I think the thing is that like this should have just been like like I forget who said it. It was one of the Star Wars YouTube people. Was it like these feel like interlude stories like in a novel? And that's how it should have been presented. Like instead of calling this the Book of Boba Fett, they really should just have like a like an anthology series called like the Book of like the Book of Star Wars or the Journal of the Wills. Like, like the journal, the which again, on marketing terms, it's not going to work, but just thinking out loud, it should have been something like that. Or even call it the Mandalorian colon, the book of Boba Fett, which is what we speculated about a year ago. We were like, maybe that's what it is. And I, I think that would probably be the most, if they're great, like much like one of my favorite Hollywood stories, the uh, Tom Cruise movie, Edge of Tomorrow, which they kind of retconned on home video into live, die, repeat. That's kind of what they should do with this. Like they should really give this the Mandalorian moniker because it would make sense. Like Boba Fett technically has his has Mandalorian uh, Mandalorian lineage in the sense of like the whole foundling thing. So wh- why not? Like th- that's the thing. It's just this is very peculiar on almost every level. But do we expect anything less from Lucasfilm? That really has what? It's a Disney Plus machine and the High Republic machine. There's really nothing else they're in the business of currently. Uh, well, uh, what's just like what just what I just can't help but think about is it's 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 so weird to me that like if any point down the road I have to initiate someone into into Star Wars for the first time again, which happens more often than than I would care to admit. It's like it's like, what happened after Return of the Jedi? Well, you have these three crazy movies that basically don't connect to it, but you could see what Luke did right in the immediate aftermath and the book of Boba Fett. You know, that character you barely saw for two seconds. That's where you really get to see what Luke did after Return of the Jedi. Okay, it's funny you mentioned the idea of like indoctrinating somebody into Star Wars nonsense, because like I said in the uh, Galaxy's Edge discussion, where today... Rachel and I are kind of, we just finished The Last Jedi. And I think Chris is going to eat this up. This is probably the most pure experience you can get with like introducing somebody to Star Wars. This is somebody who had really no familiarity with it other than just like, it's Coca-Cola. It's something you see on a shelf, you recognize it as a brand. And I think Chris is going to be shocked at this. Out of the eight movies I've shown her so far, guess which one she latched onto the most? This is you remember. This is the person that grew up with Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. The so, Force uh, Awakens. Oh, that's the one she's latched onto. And because we when we watched the Last Jedi earlier today, I'm um, as Joe can tell you, we had a bad ice storm uh, the, for the last 24 hours, and it was it's it's the it's the sequel trilogy stuff that's really resonating with her. Somebody like in her early 20s. That's the thing that like she she's really digging into like prequels kind of came and went original trilogy was fun because of Harrison Ford being there for her. Um, but then right after we finished The Last Jedi, I wanted to rewatch this episode of the, the book of Luke Skywalker and I put it on and she had so many questions. She's just like, what's happening right now? And I'm like, she's like, 
like, what is this? And like Chris said, you have to explain it with so many qualifiers. It's like, well, what are we watching? The book of Boba Fett. You see Din Djarin. It's like, oh, is that him? No, that, that, that's Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Oh, well, who's Boba Fett? And like, he's in the background of one shot for 30 seconds. I'll let, I'm going to let you finish. But after when chapter five came on, my girlfriend who has watched all of the Mandalorian and all of the book of Boba Fett up to this point thought that Din Djarin was Boba Fett. That's, that's the, okay. That's the, if you're a filthy casual, that is the only logical conclusion to take from all this. It, it really is. If you're not steeped in, in Star Wars lore, what other conclusions did it take? Like, think about it. like, like again, watching that under the helmet documentary again, and it makes a big point of just like, oh God, the helmet design and all that. People don't know the difference between the green and yellow and the silver. It's 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 basically like this weird thing of like, oh God, black Hersan just being black Chewbacca. It's like you see a hairy Star Wars guy, it's Chewbacca. No, it's a race. It, it's Chewbacca. And, 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 and that's the kind of weird thing that they're, they are at this point, it feels intentionally doing. I can't even say that just like it's poor brand awareness. Um, like I've said before, I think the marketing of not just Lucasfilm, but Disney as a company is extremely lackluster. I think it's a company that just assumes everybody knows what they're doing because of just so much rabid fandom, but they kind of neglect the uninitiated, which I think is the silent majority of, of the populace. It has to be. Um, but I mean, like, she, like she's seen all the movies. She's seen all the shows. And, you know, it'd been a week and a half since she saw an episode of the book of Boba Fett. And she thought Din was Boba Fett. So this is if that's happening to someone who's actually watched everything in the last five years, it must be rampant. I think for the normies in the audience, yes. I think, again, the filthy casuals. But this is the weird thing, though. We don't know. Like, with movies, we can always look at the box office and be like, okay, like, Force Awakens did X, Last Jedi did Y, Rise of Skywalker did Z. With all of this, we have no idea, like, how any of this is doing. We don't know if it's, like, because... I, I know there's a stupid thing that they use to measure this. I think it's Nielsen where it's like, oh, like 75 million minutes were watched of The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds making fart noises for two hours on Netflix. And it's like, well, the, the, what, what does that mean? Like, oh, how many minutes it was watched? Like, I, I, that, that, that's a hollow gauge. And with this, it's a very similar thing. We don't know if this, if any of this is meeting the internal benchmarks. Heck, even if they sat there, made it public what their what their goals were, we wouldn't know. Streaming is such a new phenomenon of the last decade. It's like, well, well, there's not enough merchandise of them outside of obviously Grogu. There's hardly any Mandalorian merchandise out there relative to what Chris outside of the Rise of Skywalker, any other Star Wars property. Well, it depends what you're looking at. Uh, as far as well, I say Mandalorian merchandise. I'm not like counting every slightly different Grogu plush. No, well, I was going to say um, when it comes to stuff like Hot Toys, there's probably more Mandalorian figures than there are for any of the movies. Stuff like that. Yeah. But um, Vintage Collection, probably like 15 figures, something like that. But that's the thing, though. It's just that, like when you think of like it's the idea that the show is called The Mandalorian. And there is like it, Chris, you remembered like the edict used to be back in like the 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 
I guess it was once the special editions came out in the mid nineties, like people would complain like 2006, 2007 and be like, Hasbro, why is it like every time I walk into a store, whether it be Target, Walmart, Toys R Us, like, why is it always just like an entire shelf of like Vader's and like, like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. And the thing you probably remember this from like the Q remember like Hasbro used to do the Q and A's like what, like on a weekly basis with the fan collecting sites. And it'd be like, it's the idea that like, Every single day, there's at least a, cu- a few hundred children that are being introduced to Star Wars. And you always want those, like, oh, God, pillars of all the world of characters on a shelf. So if a kid wants them, they can buy them. I don't get, get – well, I do understand why they don't do that. But, like, there should be no reason why you walk into the Star Wars aisle at any store and there's not a Din Djarin figure on the shelf. Like for like even for like every five Grogu's, there should be one Din Djarin figure, in uh, in whatever it may be, Mission Fleet, Shampoo Bottle. There should be something, but like it's weird. Like clearly, Disney Din Djarin is a home run of a character for them, and he's neglected is is a, a character like outside of the TV show. Well, it it might be it must be a production numbers. It's a combination of things. It's production numbers probably, and also like a hold the whole scalping phenomenon. Because if you if you just look at Black Series and the Vintage Collection, there are a ton of variations of Dinjarin in both scales. Like there's a red a red season one uh, armor regular Vintage Collection, season one armor carbonized, um, season two single carded. Uh, season two with Grogu, a new season two with the with the spiders coming out. But a lot of that hasn't um, even been released yet. Like just the spiders still- one. There's there's five vintage collection Dinjarans that have been released. Five. <laughs> but, but but the thing though, Chris, that like these should be plentiful. Like there's no yeah. There's no reason why that they again, solid cases. Sh- yeah. Well, yeah. It's stuff like the new Death Star droid, like easy to find because they're they those 50th anniversary Walmart ones. They're coming out a full box for each figure. It's the randomest stuff. It's like I'm so glad we have a full case of Endor Leia's to put out in 2022, while the while the book of Boba Fett is on currently. I cannot wait to pre-order that figure that I won't get until sometime in October 2023. Kristen, would you ever have thought, somebody told you in December of 2015, we'd live in a world where you would get the Hot Toys figure before the Hasbro figure. Would you have believed that? It's it, well, it's it's kind of crazy. Like I just uh, I just picked up the IG Eleven Vintage Collection, which is a deceased season one character you know, <laughs> that has just become available. Chris, Chris, do, do I need to say the phrase that pays? No one's ever really gone. Um, I mean, well, every Star Wars character comes back to life, Chris. We had them cut in half, fall into Sarlacc pits. Like, come on. It's just getting to a point of like Mar- Zenger. Like this is getting to a point of like Marvel Comics, right? Like the only what. Ben, what Ben Parker and Bucky Barnes were like the only two like sacred dead characters, and now that's the club of one for Ben Parker. Somebody else too that like is like perma dead. I'm trying to remember who it is. Superman, right? Yeah, sure. For for Marvel <laughs> Comics, yes, Superman. <laughs> um, who is it? It, it? But yeah, un- Uncle Ben for the most part stays pretty dead. Yes, continue, Chris. Uh, I IG eighty eight vintage collection figure. Sure, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's a season one character that just came out. You know who's not out yet? Who who died even earlier than IG eleven? The original 
the original Captain Marvel. There we go. Oh, neither. Marvel. Marvel. Sorry, the original Captain Marvel. Thank you, Joe. No problem. That's what I'm here for. He's here to fact check in real time. Yeah. So they, like I was saying, the Quill figure hasn't come out yet either. It did come out in Black Series, but the Vintage Collection one hasn't yet. He died in chapter five or six he died two years ago we're still waiting on him yeah so i I get maybe like one out of every 10 black series released if it's something really exciting and i definitely got the quill it depends on how cool the mural is in the side of the pack oh man i was really going off uh the other day i you know i was i'm I'm, i was i don't know what i I must have seen something that really bothered me like on on facebook or something but uh yeah it's like i got the the quill black series it's cool i'd rather have the vintage collection one you can't buy it um but yeah it's weird that you can't get this stuff at the same time it wasn't that long ago that you like even with solo you had these crazy five poa lines where they made weird stuff like and the vehicles they even had like like the land speeder they had the 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 millennium falcon yeah i got a the one of the last things i saw was the um five poa uh figure version of empty nests uh speeder bike yeah emphasis nest which exists in no other three and three quarter form right so like if you have the vintage collection one you can't put that super articulated figure on a bike unless you bought the same figure twice in a worse version but uh it, you know but even with that like you got weird random like they were doing two packs where you had like the corellian hounds and mm-hmm. you could get quay tolside like the one live action pike figure ever made they did that one that shows up in solo you can get him in the five poa line i think it's like 50 bucks like on the secondary market because it was like wave three and they barely hit retail but um yeah it's it's definitely strange it's it's so weird to me that it's like it, it look at the timing right this is what i was talking about when they're saying now they're willing to put a cgi deep faked young luke skywalker front and center which was a which some which is something they were mandated against doing in the sequel trilogy because it distracted the audience's attention from new characters that we weren't interested in and it's and it's just like it's like we suffer through those movies and solo hey 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 some of us enjoyed those movies and and those movies get these expansive especially force awakens like crazy five poa line with like the weird pirate dudes from the maz Kanata's castle and like all that stuff to realize they don't want to do that anymore and then the 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 shows come out that would be amazing toy lines don't have that support because of the prior performance well okay not to go too far down the toy rabbit hole here but i again i think a lot of that plays into it like i don't think i think everything that happened with the force awakens toy line last jedi rogue one i think played into that like like none of this is like in a vacuum it's not like like i agree that some of the decisions are still baffling that they're making uh, and clearly the fact that like we talked about this weeks ago was we're getting a droid boba fett figure in two different scales but no book of boba fett figure like like that's i think also hasbro there's something wrong with the hasbro lucasfilm relationship there has to be like um, we're talking like on a contractual logistical level it just can't simply be like the normal hasbro nonsense of oh yeah we didn't see luke skywalker in the force awakens until you did like based on what even you've said, Chris, like you've heard stuff that like people saw Baby Yoda 
what, 18 months before the debut of that episode. There's no way. This is Hasbro just choosing to do what it does or Disney Disney forcing them to do things they don't want to do. You can't accuse them of not making enough Boba Fetts. They just haven't made a, a the current visual style of him. But, I mean, it's, he's definitely got... Like, if you looked at the last two years, he definitely has... He's got to have the most figures of one named character. Well, sure, because there was also so much pent-up demand. Like, how many years did we go without any new Boba Fett stories outside of the comics? And then it hits all at once in December, January of, of the last two months. And it's like, a, it's again, it's a typical Lucasfilm thing. We get a concentrated burst, and then it just disappears. And, and that's the frustrating thing with them is like they go fast and hard and then we won't see this again for years. <laughs> I think about after this episode that debuts next Wednesday, do you really think we're going to see Boba Fett again anytime soon? I don't think so. Just because it's like a Tamira, Tamira Morrison wrangling problem to get him somehow to, to puzzle piece into the Mandalorian season three without being a distraction. So I, I think you're right. That's what I mean. I really don't see, again, I think Boba Fett's going to show up and then he's going to immediately just say, bye. Is he like just fades into the distance? But what do you, Zanger, Zanger, what do you think? You've been unusually quiet this episode as you like load the uh, bullets into the chambers of the revolver. I just want to say that Ben Foster, Goliath and Marvel Comics is still dead after the events of Civil War. He was killed by, of course, the cybernetic clone of Thor Ragnarok during the events of Civil War because he sided with Captain America. Joe, actually, Chris, how many of those words in that sentence made any sense to you? I've seen a VHS bootleg of a 90s Captain America film. (laughs) Fake, Fake ears and all. Yes, uh, I, have I, I, just, years on. I just want to point out that Ben Foster Goliath is another perma dead at the moment. Marvel played by Lawrence Fishburne in Ant-Man and Wasp, but is alive in the MCU at the moment. Dun, dun, dun. There no, I mean, I mean, discussion. this this episode, though, I mean, it it's it's fine. I mean, yeah, I complained about my normal complaining stuff. Um it, I I do agree that there should have been some other, like maybe like a title thing that after like it said Book of Boba Fett, like maybe saying Meanwhile or something like something like that to just establish we're going elsewhere with the story. Because I was like, well, maybe they could have done like a special like. But I'm like, people having to, you got to watch Book of Boba Fett, then you got to jump to watch these two episodes. It's like if they just put something up because it is distracting that it is. It's telling a full story, but it's under the title Book of Boba Fett. And it's like, was the stuff going on with Boba Fett not interesting enough to take two episodes away from him? But I Have do you agree seen with one through four. I was about to say, um, <laughs> going with what Joe said, I think it was Joe that said this earlier. I think there might have been some finagling with them doing the whole like Mandalorian was supposed to be airing maybe around the same time. And maybe they decided to separate them more because they didn't want to cannibalize their own media. Because if they were airing both these at the same time, it would have been a mess. The craziest thing to me is like, think about on a surface level, like the episode we just got. 
And like, we're just, it's whatever it is, it's just not doing it for us. And if you would have read what it is on paper, we'd have all lost our minds without seeing it. So it's just what, like, what is disconnected from what we expect to see from a post Return of the Jedi Luke hanging out and and this. I've 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 heard some people talk about the fact that the, because his voice is sort of AI generated, like you can tell that it's Mark Hamill, but the cadence is just all weird. Like the tone for certain phrasing, the way he says things just doesn't quite fit the scene or what he's trying to say because it's because it's generated from a computer re- digitizing hours and hours of Mark Hamill interviews and movie dialogue and all that. So like it's it sounds like him, but the delivery is just like Siri and so on some level, you know. I kind of get that, but um it's just I think I think more than that, it's just the fact that it's so tied to Grogu and the Mandalorian and and the fact that it's we all know we know <laughs> we know how this we know what happens here. We know we know where this sort of this temple ends up. And and uh, it's that Luke's a terrible teacher. Oh man, he uh, I, like I I wish I had uh I usually have the scene up singer. Luke says a incredibly ironic line. It was I wish it could come back to me right now, but he says something that's just when you know the events of the sequel trilogy, it's just painful to hear. The line was, "There's no place in the galaxy that's more safe than here with Luke." And uh, and some of that's on important, of course. Um, you you have uh. Ahsoka saying like sometimes masters learn from the students or something like that like which is borderline a Last Jedi reference but I just something's a little off for me you know like it reminded me of like for those of you guys who did play the early 2000s games Jedi Academy was this game where you uh you sort of are a student that you customize at Luke's Jedi Academy on Yavin 4 and you have a long time Luke impersonator bob bergen doing the voice and he does a passable job he's he, he definitely the cadence it sounds like he knows what he's saying while he's talking that that's it goes a long way and uh but it just seemed so much more connected at, like as a through line to the original trilogy because when you see luke out of context here we're not as especially as a casual audience member who just watches the movies and then sees this episode you're not it, there, it doesn't go into any of the reasons why he's so disconnected from everyone else that's in his like sort of immediate relationship circle right it's just like what it's it just seems kind of weird that he's so like disconnected and caught up with uh the kid and all this stuff so i i, I don't know it just seems a little off to me i think it belonged in a in a movie it doesn't belong in the book of boba fett episode six and it, it should have been done 20 percent better in a movie that was actually related to the Skywalker saga. Well, obviously them doing anything with the Skywalker saga right now is apparently not a good idea because nobody likes hearing that anymore. So they got to hide it other places. Gwen Stacy is still dead in Marvel comics. Spider Gwen. The original Gwen <laughs> Stacy is still dead. Six one six Gwen Stacy. Okay, is I'll, dead. I'll show him, Joe. You show him. I'll Joe. let that pass. I would like to state for the record that when Joe said that, he turned into that meme of the indignant cat <laughs> eating vegetables when he <laughs> said that to Zinger. <laughs> he did. It was great. One uh, pool too, right, Zinger? Yes. I said Gwen <laughs> from Earth Six One. <laughs> 
six. Who got killed by the Green Goblin when he threw her off. I think it was the Brooklyn Bridge. Spider-Man tried to catch her with a web. And yeah. like in the movie, she broke her broke her back. What was it? Or was she already dead? Because we didn't know if she was alive or not. Did the Goblin kill her before and threw her off? Who knows? We can go on a rant on this because I've been reading some weird, crazy stuff that they've been trying to do with that. Yes, it's bad. It's, it's awful. It's like and, awful. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. It's, oh, my God. Like Marvel's sick. Yeah. With yeah, this, I know. With the crap I know exactly, that they were putting out. I, I know oh, exactly man. what you're talking about. I know exactly. I'm not going to bring up on okay. here because it's a family show. But I know. But we'll have to talk but about anyway, that later. But anyways, Timothy <laughs> Zang Oliphant, this episode in the waitings. I Whatever happened to there's Gwen Stacy. <laughs> I swear there's a, a in our weird episode in comics I think I vaguely mentioned some of the stuff let's just say her, her and Norman Osborn apparently had a kid I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that anyways twins Man, twins I thought I thought it was gonna be way more exciting after all oh that. no it, it I, is it is any, but I'm not anyway, gonna get into it <laughs> anyways so what what do you guys think the value besides besides seeing besides the fact that seeing clone troopers is cool what do you think the value is of of Grogu reliving Order 66? And I think the weirdest thing for me is, okay, so he's in the middle of a hallway just being shot at. So are they just going to do... The, the problem is they don't have a lot of time to do... Uh, I guess we're going to get it in Mandalorian Season 3, but they're just going to do that thing like with Din where they just... Re- Every time a mallet hits a piece of Beskar, they're going to re- show us a little piece more of this flashback, and we're going to see what Jedi saved him, I guess. Oh, I already know who saved him. It's simple. It's Shakti. Like, she has to die a different way now. Oh, I can hear Zach laughing at the most dead character in Star Wars. Poor Shakti could never catch a break. Um no, I'm glad you brought up that part of the, the Order 66 flashback beyond the meme that Chris is literally posting everywhere he possibly can of like uh, emotional trauma Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, okay, well, I again, I, I ate up all the Luke Skywalker stuff. I, I'm probably in that weird camp that, like, get me wrong, season two finale of Mandalorian Luke is clunky, but I preferred that to this even though this is probably more objectively better on a subjective level. I preferred the finale of Mandalorian season two, Luke. Um, when it comes to him and all of this, even with the order 66 flashback, I think that's just, there is a member Barry for weirdly enough. I would say, Oh God, late teens, early twenties, year old fans, Chris, I, 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 I just, I, I, I can't accept that that's what it is because it is. there's, it it's is. just like, what are you, what are you doing? Luke what Skywalker. Do well, no, 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 no. It has, this is the problem though, Chris is like, you have to look at this stuff is that that scene was not there for a narrative reason. That scene was there solely. Cause again, this is the thing like is star Wars fans. Oh, and again, Chris, you're going to hate this, but as somebody who grew up, for the majority in the special editions prequel era, you're not Joe. You did not, you did not like experience the original trilogy, like as your childhood. I beg to differ. Yes, I did. Um, but it was on VHS. So I, I, I you're also I, right. I, I know. But, but again, you think about it, when you think of the, Oh God, like a period of star Wars being your stomping ground. It's, it's that late nineties, early two thousands period. 
Well, I, I I'll tell you, like I've been hearing, I've been listening to some 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 you know some of the podcasts the kids are doing out there, and there's a lot of people in their mid to early twenties who, when they watch the special editions, the current iteration of them on Disney Plus, they don't they don't it, they're not they don't see the screen's not poking them in the eye to point out every time a special edition effect takes place. Well, in fact, yeah. they need to have it explained to them yeah, where I these things I are. I, I, so, okay, yeah, no, I. I agree with that, but this is the thing, though, is that – but getting back to that Order 66 scene, the point is is that you have a lot of kids – well, back in the day, people that were – think about it. Clone Wars began in 2008, and a lot of people didn't get into that until like 2010, 2012, when it was kind of like reaching its end, unceremonious end at the time, and – their understanding of Order 66 was this thing that happened for five minutes in Revenge of the Sith. So now that they're like in their early 20s and early like and they're seeing this, it's oh, that's how this ties in. It's the that's Order 66 sequence is the equivalent of George Lucas dubbing Tamora Morrison's voice in Empire and Jedi. Don't do it. Uh, well, it's awful. Well, Empire, well, technically. But yeah, exactly. Because the the derpy scream as he dies when he falls into the Sarlacc pit, which was the intention at the time, is not Tamir Morrison, which is good. But that's the um, thing, though. It's it's that equivalent. It's there to yeah. subconsciously prod your brain. Well, I don't know. I want. I think we're gonna. I think they're gonna expand on that a little bit, and there'll be something because I, one, I one of the. One of the interesting things that Luke, one of the interesting things that Robot Ultron Luke uh, asks Grogu is he's he's when he talks about Yoda, he says like he used to speak in riddles. He talked like this. And then he says, do you remember anyone talking like that where you're from? He's it's almost like he's like, if only I could figure out where these guys came from, I could probably do a lot of good if I got two or three of them to come help me out you know what i mean it's like it's like he wants to know what the deal with yoda species is i got that impression with one of those questions which like i think like that's cool but obviously it's a can of worms they i don't think they're gonna play with but um it, it just it, the fact that he asked him do you remember anyone else talking like that it's like he wasn't sure like it's like he was not entirely clear on grogu's past as ahsoka what? was what if he was referring to actual Yoda? But he did refer to actual Yoda to, to Grogu. So I, to me, it seemed a little more expansive than that. He said, do you remember anyone talking like that? Jean Grey Phoenix stayed dead for a while in the comics. Sophie Turner? Too bad her name implied that she would come back to life. Do Yeah, yeah I was about to say, the only person who could... Since she's inhabited by the phoenix, I could. She was dead for I think like fifteen years. It was a while in the comics. I think even the one that's currently like back isn't the original one either. So I don't know. It's hard to keep track of. Anyways, I'm sorry, Jensen. I'm... <laughs> At least Joe laughed. At least Joe laughed. If he just naming these random actresses. I love I love those movies, man. Especially the first two. But never mind. Okay. Um, but no, uh, so I I, I want to ask this because we're all sitting here like, eh, are, we, Luke looked weird. are you moving away from the Order 66 thing or can I just touch on one point? Oh, God, I'm trying to like lemur on cocaine, launch myself away from that. OK, I want to touch on one thing now. If they were re- OK, I did think that 
Ahsoka's appearance in this was like 100% superfluous. Like, I did not get why she was here other than like, there's no reason. Exactly. Other than like, hey, coming soon in 2023. If when Luke gives Grogu emotional abuse, I would have loved it that like you have the three Jedi, which I Chris probably can tell you that a bunch of nerds on the internet are trying to say that's Syndralic. That's Nick Gillard. That's him from the back. But we'll get to that in a moment. But I would have loved it if, if we were going to really play into the fact that like Star Wars is becoming insanely incestuous right now. Wouldn't it, considering that they have obviously Hayden Christensen and Ewan McDonald doing flashback stuff for like Kenobi, wouldn't it have been great that like much like Emp- I'm sorry, like a new hope where we see like the stormtroopers part and Vader like walks like into the corridor on the Tanta V4? Wouldn't it have been interesting if that's what we saw? Something like that, where like then Luke has to kind of grapple with like he's seeing his father as a young man. Pretty much what the same, what within a couple of years of the age Luke is currently as of this time frame, wouldn't that have been interesting just seeing him like kind of like, like appear out of the shadows or out of the dust. And then like, then like both Grogu and Luke have this moment of like, oh God, like you get to see Luke grapple with like what his past was. And you could see maybe where he sees where that darkness is, which would play on later. Like this, like one brief little moment like that. Like, and again, you don't even have, you could just even have the blue lightsaber and like the hooded Anakin. Wouldn't even have to be seeing Hayden Christensen's face. I was just hoping they would have had something like that, not for a member Barry, but as like Luke, like not just coming to terms, but just seeing the atrocities that his father was there for. I felt like that was a missed opportunity. No, no, no. They, they they totally got on it when, when of course, Ahsoka was like, you're a lot like your father, you know? And I wish she had said that while staring at a fire or something. I, yeah, this, like, Ahsoka talking to Luke, especially the fact that we, like, it, a, a good part, so whenever she showed up, like, it's, re- it, it's really critical to point Actually out leave. that- a lot of it was, yeah, exactly. She's got a she's got a triangle Jedi starfighter that we weren't allowed to see, but um, but but the that's the problem, right? Like she arrived off screen. They had some kind of exchange. Just her talking to him is a real spanner in the works. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you can't emotionally sort of reconcile all these things. Like what you were saying, Zach, about about. Uh, it's a shame he didn't sort of see the atrocities Anakin was committing. I th- I don't know. I think that's like he's he's like he was aware of the guy being involved in a empire that blew up a planet. I think at the stage we're at after he sort of witnesses glorious ghost Hayden on Endor. I don't know Ew. if it makes sense for him to sort of take a step backwards. You, you, I, and that I don't sort think of... it just take a step backwards. I think, like, okay, as somebody who loves, loves Luke Skywalker, Last Jedi, the idea of, like, this guy has spent yeah. his entire life being It'll conditioned watch. to sit there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Chris is holding up the 30th anniversary collection of sparkly, glowy Hayden Christensen Force Ghost. Disgusting. Um, which, which I think is kind of fast. I, I kind of predicted before the rise of Skywalker that was going to be one of those figures that was going to, like, shoot up in price overnight. Because, like, you think there would have been a force grows force goes Hayden Christensen, but all we got was disembodied voice Christensen, but that's neither here nor there. Um, no, like as somebody who loves last Jedi Luke and just like the, that idea that he's been conditioned for how many decades that his sole purpose in life is to rebuild the Jedi order. And 
again, he gets to that point where, like, again, he he ignites the lightsaber because he sees the darkness in Ben Solo. The idea of seeing a flashback because of Grogu's memories of the atrocities his father instigated and led the galaxy into darkness for tw- nearly 20 years, 20 plus years, I think like that would have been something that really would have like layered that point home. Like, think about it. Like everybody loves to love to complain about like attack of the clones or revenge of the Sith back in the day. Like, yeah, this clone wars thing, like it's pretty much nothing. It's the end of last five minutes of one movie and the first 20 minutes of another. And like, obviously the five plus seasons of that show really like layered how important that conflict was in the star Wars universe, something like that. And seeing Ultron Luke Skywalker, possibly one of my favorite combinations of words in the english language right now it like i i as as a specific star wars fan would have loved to have seen that moment just seeing the idea of like even if ultron luke skywalker had like that look of like disillusionment on his face being like oh like 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 this is what happened because we all know that think about what everyone tells him about his father in the hut it's like darth vader hunted down destroyed the jedi knights and and that plays into it but again, like, I don't know, like, I, I want the Luke Skywalker Training Academy show. I want that. I want it. So, like I said, when I got this, does it frustrate me that this is not, like, Boba Fett content? Like, in one way, yes, but really, as a Star Wars fan, I was thrilled with what we got. Maybe not the execution of it, but just everything, like, the ideas and just, like, the narrative weight behind it. I was just, I couldn't get any, I, I, I want more. What really bothers me to my core about this is that, like, is that I know I wouldn't, I really don't think, at least not yet, we're at the point where you would do a series around a character like this. I think they're going to, I think they're going to get there. It's an inevitability as long as the world still exists, they will get to that point. But they're obviously it's just the way the performance works they're not they're not quite there yet where we're gonna watch a synthetic like it's just i think it's really this synthetic voice that's holding them up doing something like this but um you could just as easily get uh, a voice actor the best one you could find to to do a double and that might even be a better a better route but now they've established that he sounds exactly like mark hamill five years later so it's, we also it's, don't know like think about it. like every time they do this Mark Hamill has to sign off on everything. So like, we also don't know too, if Mark Hamill has like a stipulation with these contracts that like, it has to be like entirely his voice. Maybe it's definitely not. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but like, well, I mean, it was like, we don't know what the legalese here is as to like how this can be executed. And we don't like, and over time, like think about it, Mark Hamill, I think is done with portraying this character in live action. So I think it's like basically a glorified consultant. He might become more and more relaxed as to what they can do with the technology. You, you mean you don't think they made him come to set and act out all these scenes just for I, the purpose okay. of reference photography? At some point, I, I'll have to give it to Chris. And I'll let Chris figure out how he's going to edit it. But when Rob came to New York back in September, we watched the like gallery episode on that like behind the scenes of like season two finale. And the whole time, Rob and I are just yelling. Like, it's a commentary. We're just yelling, being like, all this Luke Skywalker stuff of him, like, wearing, like, a black tablecloth was clearly filmed, like, months after they initially shot all this. This is there to convince dummies on the internet that, yeah, Mark Hamill was there supervising all this. Like, he was on set, like, like acting out the scene with, like, the little baby Yoda puppet. 
And it's like, no, like Mark Hamill wasn't within a thousand feet of that. A thousand, I'm got a thousand miles of that shot. I got shoot. I have, I have one, I have one sort of, I, I, I'm not fully sure about that just for the reason that that episode of Disney gallery took the stance that deep fakes are not art. We decided we weren't going to do a deep fake because we have real artists who are animators. So when you do stuff like that, like let's use an example, example Zinger will appreciate and recognize. So a, a few years ago, we got uh, Halo 2 anniversary in which uh, a company remastered all the cutscenes in a very like uh, cinematic way. And they filmed all of them with actors purely for reference photography for facial animations it wasn't even mocap it was just let's film it with actors and like let's sort of just use that to make sure we get realistic expressions and all that i wouldn't be surprised if they're at at least for mandalorian season two they filmed that in advance just on the off chance luke uh, luke's portrayal it was improved because mark hamill does some facial expression that translates well to animation i don't think it costs a lot to do that if they're going to film it either way i don't think they used any of it because you have a because mandalorian season two luke is a ken doll but 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 uh i think they i i wouldn't be surprised if they did that in advance i don't think it's a complete ruse i i i I get what you're saying i acknowledge the merits of the point I reject it because if you watch that gallery thing, like nothing there, I, it, it doesn't feel like a set. It feels like a photo shoot more than it does like and as somebody who works in that sort of vocation in real life. Chris, you watch that entire thing and that does not feel like that sort of thing. I it, just it I just feels agreed. clunky as hell. It's, I disagree just be, just because it's all about all they were filming was Mark Hamill's face. So that set seemed appropriate to me. But that's the thing, though, is that, like, that's fine, but this comes down to the whole thing that, like, the stupid people on the internet back during, like, the prelude to The Force Awakens never understood. It's, like, real sets, practical effects. Is that, like, if you just have Luke Skywalker, I'm sorry, Mark Hamill sitting in front of a blue screen just doing facial exercises, like, how does that compare to, like, having him, like, on set with, let's just, for the sake of argument, say Pedro Pascal, Gina Carano, Mulan, and whoa, Bo-Katan. Whoa, 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 You can't say one of those anymore. Yeah, you're right. I can't say Mulan. Well, actually, you ha- you can say Mulan, but you have to <laughs> refer to all the other characters as fictional characters they have portrayed in other films. Okay. Uh, well, the Starbuck, Mulan... Gina Carano is a real life fictional character, so I'm just gonna keep saying Gina Carano. <laughs> um, who else is there? And um, oh god, he's passed out. So he doesn't count. He was knocked out by Gina Carano. So, oh, Gus Fring. I think they okay. Can I make a very topical joke? What's the ruling on the field, everybody? We have three. Chris, get, get ready to edit. Let's do it. Go ahead, Zach. Okay. For is the replacement? Oh, wait, for G- hold on, wait, wait. Where is the where? Oh, Thor where's the hammer? The other, where's the on hammer? the other side of the room? Oh God! How dare you get up, Zanger? You know what? I got a football. We're gonna use a football <laughs> instead. You have a ref. Go Bengals! You have a ref whistle. <laughs> what? What do you think this is? Uh, actually, I do. Zanger is like the podcasting equivalent of Carrot Top. He has all these props in arms reach. I have I have Ghost Anakin Skywalker within arms reach. I think that's my. I, I saw that, that on the table. Yeah. You smash down the table. We'll allow it, please. 
Okay, I've probably built this joke up to the point where it's just gonna fall on deaf ears. So I'll go for it. For Gino Carano's replacement in Mandalorian season three, she should be replaced by Whoopi Goldberg. How long did that come? How long? How long did that take you to come up with that? That's a couple. Couple things. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. But it's gonna be in the Picard show. They're gonna replace Whoopi Goldberg with Gino Carano in the Picard show. Yeah, Yeah, because By, by the way, Chris. You need to bleep out every time we say that person's name now, just so no one knows who we're talking about. <laughs> it's a cinematic level joke. Well, I'm glad you brought up Gina Carano because one of my favorite. You got to bleep that name too. Yeah, no, not a ch- <laughs> not, not a chance this time because I, you know I always get spoiled spoiler uh, before I see a spoiler on social media before I watch the episode. I don't watch it in the morning. Yeah, like a like a man. I don't enjoy watching stuff in the morning, you know. I don't like I got glare on the screen. I don't I don't like it. But uh but I'm not watching it on my phone either. Like I respect that you guys do that. I just, I can't do it. So so I always see something and my favorite my favorite uh troll fake spoiler alert post that I saw before I saw ch- uh, chapter 6 of the book of Boba Fett was it was like you know on Facebook when they pick up you can if you're just typing like one sentence you can pick like a colorful background for your text and it this guy this guy it had he had one sentence uh his background was all just like the background of like hearts on black and it said I can't believe I or I said I never thought I was going to see Gina Carano as Cara Dune again I'm so I unbelievably happy or something like that. <laughs> and he was like, he said that so that all the people who hadn't watched it yet would get mad and also doubly get mad when they saw the episode and saw that it wasn't true. And just the comments on that were just so heartwarming. People were just like, please delete this right now. And there were just so many like annoyed people. And, and like, uh, as we all know, that's not the case. And um, she's probably spoken too frankly about her experience for for that to happen. But uh, I, hats off to the to the guy who posted that. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, one of the fans of this show, Gideon, who does who ha- and of course he's on Facebook, Facebook, who has messaged me at ungodly hours of the morning when we are watching it. So shout out to him for 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 messaging me because I. I woke up and I already had messages from him about the episode. He goes, have you watched it yet? I'm like, uh, please hold. So, so yes, but I think we need to talk about the, 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 the other thing, the other, other thing that happened. R2D2. I, I did like that. Um, that Mando referred to him as hello friend instead of no droids. So he does refer to he, he does get frustrated afterwards and say droid. Like he does refer to him as that eventually. after he gets frustrated, but he does say hello, friend. So yes. I like that. Anyways, uh live action Cad Bane. Yay, nay, blue, R- glowy red eyes. I was about to say we're we're, we're gonna get another blue character soon. Thinking he's be a little bit deeper blue, but that's just me. I Not Cad Bane, the, the, the Thorn. I, I thought it was interesting that it like as far as I could tell, it's like a f- it's fully a practical effect. Cad Bane, mm-hmm. like I don't know if we're all on the same page there. Like the eyes looked like they were sticking pretty far out, and the mouth looked real with some funky teeth that were bending in all kinds of crazy directions. I think it was a real mask, which is cool because I like the it. the first appearance of the Juros as a real mask. It's just I think and I might have said it on here before, but it's just funny because 
the Nemoidians were essentially invented because whether it was Lucas or whoever at the time thought that it would be weird because the Nemo- in in early concept drawings the Nemoidians the rulers of the trade federation were Juros but it was deemed to be too weird that they were now like better looking and articulated <laughs> and could deliver dialogue so they were basically made into a new species that looks oddly like the Juros so it's just funny to see a, a classical Juros with uh lip syncing action I liked it I'm, I'm a fan of it I liked seeing him it now the big question is is he going to be back or is he just, was he just paid off by the Pikes come out and do that one hit? Are we going to get a stay? Are we going to get validation for that canceled plot line in Clone Wars where Cad Bane mentors a young Boba Fett and gives him a dent in the helmet? I, can I see, just talking to I myself. Think I think they're going to reference that next episode. I think, I don't know if we'll get like a showdown, like one to one, but like I think it's gonna be something like Cad Bane and Bo. Again, Cad Bane's gonna be like the official muscle representing the Pikes, and he'll make some comment like, "Remember the one who gave you that dent in your helmet, boy." Like he'll say he'll say something like that. I was disappointed there was no toothpick. Like when I when he like lifts his head up and you see his mouth, I'm like, "Where's the toothpick?" I'm like, zero out of ten stars, unsubscribe. They would have to put the same disclaimer that Return of the Jedi has, which 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 would include very extremely vague and broad references to smoking. What? Like, like, like he has a toothpick? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's 2022. Toothpicks aren't allowed anymore? Yeah, no, definitely not, Zach. You're allowed like, to have you, a toothpick? You're allowed to shoot people, but you're... Wait, you're, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is is a cigarette in Canada called a toothpick? Is this... Are we getting a... a a a, a dispute over the, the terminology... For a tooth, for what a toothpick is, I just think you guys don't understand how how depraved the what's offensive and what's not has become in North American culture. Okay, I think that's what you're missing. Wait, wait, wait. Well, it, Zanger, as somebody who lives in a central part of the East Coast, is toothpick something that's like like frowned upon? I'd hope not. What if you got something stuck in your teeth? What are you supposed to do? Just live in that misery live with forever? It. Wash your teeth immediately. <laughs> Run home with that. It's, some I, I, and it's one thing to use it as a practical measure and a tool. It's another thing to like leave it hanging out there as a fashion statement. Oh, oh, oh. Chris, the other thing is too is she's, she's seen the gaps about. in the guy's teeth, man. Yeah, exactly. Why does he need a toothpick? That's I mean, probably why they took it out. Did he have monster teeth in Clone Wars? I guess he did. I don't or, think he did. I picked I up on this like too. I'm like, wow, he got like some scary... Uh, Jaws right there, and then I he might have, but to be fair, I really wasn't like the camera never holds on him in the animated shows like it does here for this long. His teeth like a Ferengi. I'm just I'm just trying to think now. Oh god. Because I'm like I I was like, yeah, yeah, the, the toothpick would have been cool, but I mean it wasn't like a like a Zach level of it ruined everything. I was like, it, it was fine. Everything about it was fine. Him showing up, him being muscle, him giving that warning, him obviously knowing way too much information, which is always great. Like the whole thing about you should have kept that armor and all that stuff. Talking about because I think he's starting to imply that Boba Fett's just been putting on a show this whole time. Can we talk about, please, like the idea that, like, what claim does Boba Fett have to any of this? Like, Jabba was part of a crime. He, he was what? He was there. He well, just, that's what it feels like. 
Like it, it just like feels like like I get it. Like his time with the Tuscans made him want to like protect this area of the planet. But it's like you all like he just walked in, shot Bib Fortuna. It's like like wouldn't you? Maybe, but like I just like I I would love to have seen some sort of just like point where it's like okay, I feel responsible for this planet now because of what happened with the Tuscans. Okay, here's Bib Fortuna. Like, why do you have to shoot Bib Fortuna? Just go to Bib Fortuna and be like, hey, like this is mine now. Like, it's just it, it feels so peculiar. Like, Can, well, I, it feels peculiar because he's been virtually unwilling to shoot anyone since. Pretty much, like, damn, like, talk about like even in this like part with like Cad Bane where he's like, Boba Fett was a co-conspirator with the Empire and a murderer. I'm like, are we sure we're talking about the same person here? Because this guy who's been running around for the last couple hours. He doesn't like killing people. Oh, man. You just He's really big into taking prisoners. Zach, you just blew the lid off the whole thing. This is going to be like Johto Cast 2.0, where we're going to find out that that what we've been told is Boba Fett is just another rogue clone who just dipped off and like he's, oh, he's taken the mantle. That would be insane if they did that. Like if they did something like that, like in the real Boba Fett, please, will you please stand up happens like that would be like I. It would be audacious. They wouldn't do it because they'd be too afraid to. But like, man, that would be uh, provocative. I would pray for every all the normies in the audience at that point. <laughs> Just like, like, it, and it's the wait a minute. So that's not him, but the guy who is him is the same actor and looks the same. You just okay, Chris. What's going to happen to this fan base when we finally get live action Captain Rex? Like the like the filthy casuals are just going to go like just shut down, right? I think they've it's interesting because like in his brief appearance in the Mandalorian, they alluded to the fact that there's like doubles of him out there elsewhere. But no, 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 I, I, don't, I mean, um, well, OK, continue. Never mind. Well, it's, it's just that like uh, it's weird because the Ahsoka show takes place ar- ar- around the same time. So be- that's where it gets strange, right? Because Tamira Morrison is about the age Rex should be. Uh, Boba Fett should be 40 years old so it's just like so the clones should look a whole lot older by this point in time than Boba Fett I guess they can always rely on the crutch that he got baked in the Sarlacc so that's why he's all crusty for all those years (laughs) we were Zanger may I remind you again you proved yourself wrong when you said the Jawas would not waste five minutes getting to that destroyed sail barge Zach, please repeat the, the, the greatest quote of all time. No one's ever really gone. Oh, no, I, I meant the the what well, had the jaw was finding it so quick that my response, of course, how fast does life travel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what you said. I might have been giving you too much credit, but I but I think that's an accurate portrayal of the Jawas ability to to find garbage to salvage because how you know how long was din gone away away from the razor crest not a full day um anyways though it it is going to be weird i think they won't be able to resist having tamir morrison as rex it's going to be strange because rex is a lovable character who is capable of delivering delivering dialogue with empathy it's i don't know if tamir morrison is going to be able to live up to this the standard of rex that we've had in the past because you know he'll deep fake him too they'll deep fake him with d bradley breaker doing his voice why don't we just deep fake everybody now we're going to get there. We are going to get there, but this, the sad thing is we didn't get there before episode seven came out. Can we deep fake this episode? Zinger, you're already halfway there. We can barely see your face. 
Perfect. Just blending into the Beng- Bengals background. Awesome. As as most people want to. Yeah, Zanger right now looks like that meme of Homer who like backs into the bushes, but it's like a <laughs> Bengals. It's like a field of Bengals iconography. Yeah. But 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 you know, it is gonna be weird, Zach. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna lie. As somebody who like as as steeped in uh, the so all the sort of lore aspects of Star Wars as I am at sometimes I was that person you described who like didn't really pay attention to Clone Wars until until it was wrapping up and it seemed like something I had to check out now that we were going to enter a clearly more sanitized and far worse era of Star Wars I felt the need to go back and explore it there's a lot of people who that's like you said that's their Star Wars in a way that I don't think anything that's come out since has been because there's a lot of super interesting stuff that happens in those six seasons i think that like we are going to start seeing different generations come to the forefront now because like like i said i think i mentioned this like oh god like when we saw the like my like zanger just zanger and i like when we saw the last jedi like there's family member right family members i saw it with that were like were 10 when the force awakens came out and now that like oh god they're almost in their 20s and i think it's like what happened with the prequel fans like at the beginning of the disney era i think about like 10 years ago in 2012 all all disney was like concerned about was catering to these fans that was like again the only things that mattered were a new hope and empire and now we're at a point where we're getting a naboo starfighter being the focal point of an episode they're finally finally accepting the fact that these older generations don't have the buying power anymore. Like you can't cater to 70 year old fans. They're not going to spend money. You're saying that at the same time as a Luke Skywalker wearing the same clothes he had on the return of the Jedi episode came out. Well, this is, but that's, I see, I don't see that as a catering to the grandpas in the audience. I, I see that as, I see that as cartoon logic as to why Fennec Shand's wearing the same costume 30 years later. Well, that's the costume detail. I, I, the cartoon like that, that like, it really drives me nuts. Cause it's like less plausible than everyone adhering to a, Coruscant galactic year but um but but it's just like I and I can't stress this enough it's just like if we're at this point where the book of Boba Fett episode six is about Luke Skywalker's first day at his newly built Jedi Academy who wants and I know we're not gonna get it but who wants a Rogue Squadron movie when uh, when that's on the table well, I could see again. Rogue Squadron. It depends on the era it was going to be in. It no, it doesn't because because like I've said before, and like numerous people smarter than me have said, the sequel trilogy is 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 really not is really ten, eleven, and twelve, and we didn't get we didn't get that far more interesting uh, middle piece of the story. And it's and, and where the where the new Jedi Order is actually tested to see if it's any good, which we of course know that it wasn't. Um, but uh, like, if you're gonna call something Episode Seven, that's what it should have been. So it's just like if that's on if that's on the table now, they're you're they're literally showing us Luke five years after Return of the Jedi building the Jedi Academy. That doesn't belong in the book of Boba Fett. That belongs in the actual core story of Star Wars. But that's, I don't know if that's a thing that's part of the core story of Star Wars. I think a lot of that's just are like, oh God, what, 90s and 2000s era legends books? Just like telling us that's what the story was going to be. Wait, 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 wait. 
Wait, I got something here. Luke says you must choose one of the two. What does Sith deal in, Zach? Absolutes. I, well, okay, here, Sanger, I, I understand what you're saying, but this is <laughs> this is this is where this episode does does adhere to sequel trilogy canon because Luke has Luke's not Luke's awful. Luke has not yet learned that the, the Jet. Luke Luke Ultron has not yet learned that the Jedi are 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 overrated and that the Force is a separate thing outside of the the fundamental values of and religious tenets of the Jedi because he doesn't learn that till till he attempts to kill his nephew. So he still thinks. Okay, that- we gotta talk about that. He never tried to kill Ben. He had a moment of weakness where he thought again. He's seeing all the destructive stuff that's gonna come from his nephew, and he literally has a literal lapse in judgment, and, and feels immediately ashamed as to what attempted he does. murder. He, he attempted murder. murder he, ben. he ignited it. It's like it's like sitting there looking at the gun on the shelf. He didn't unholster it. Save it for save it for Alan Dean Foster, Zach. Okay, <laughs> but but because because I can't. I'm I'm gonna start sending emails soon. We're gonna get that done. But but, but anyways, uh, but no, I hear what you're saying. But I'm just saying there, it, it's it's consistent that he that he's trying to do a classical approach to Jedi training at this point. But getting back to like the idea of again, I don't agree with that notion that episode seven, eight, and nine are not like, like, oh, they should be more pushed out. I, I don't agree with that. Like the whole, as somebody who to this day, like I have the, I still have every Star Wars project that comes to mind. My biggest problem I have with Star Wars is The Force Awakens. But even I have come to terms with that because the point of The Force Awakens was not to tell the next chapter of Star Wars after Return of the Jedi. The point of that film was essentially, and I've said it before, it was the Beatles reunion concert. It was the idea that like, if you're going to get everybody back together, you don't want them performing new music. You want to hear the classics. And I, and I can see that and it made them $2 billion. I, I, I don't agree with it, but I have to respect the fact that it gave them exactly what they wanted. It's just because the people making the big decisions don't understand the structure. It's very simple. But you, but Chris, but like, okay, look at it this way though. You, in 2015, were what? Six months removed from like Jurassic World becoming like the third highest grossing movie of all time. And, and, you know, like causing a midlife crisis in numerous people, but yes. Exactly. Because a lot of kids sat there like, Oh God, that was Jurassic World movies. First, first one's a nightmare. Second one's goofy. Um, but think about it, you're you, done. They've done more harm to culture than anything I can think of. But yes, continue. <laughs> Chris, what uh, was the, Chris, Chris, what was the thing that Rob said in an episode that had to get bleeped out about what about the dinosaurs? Rob has a lot of interesting <laughs> conspiracy theories about dinosaurs, and I would love to explore them in a longer conversation with him someday. There's there's a zang this episode where this is slightly touched upon, right, Zanger? I, I God, I hope not. <laughs> um, but no, but like, think about it. You're Disney. You just spent, what, how many billions of dollars for this thing? You've been pouring m- hundreds of millions of dollars into it now for three years. You have to play it safe out the gate, like as a business decision. Is it disappointing on artistic and a fan level? Of course, but as a commercial decision, you don't even have to look. Here's what. Here's what. Here's what would have been the real, the real show 
of you're not even ready for this, okay? You're, you're, not, you're not even ready. You're for not this. even ready. You're Zach. not even ready for this at all. Heir to the empire. You're, no, 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 no. Stop, halt everything. Zach, are you sitting down? Stand Zach, up. You're Zach. standing up. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, stand up and then sit down. Okay. So like, sequel trilogy comes out same time it did, exactly as it did, but they but but they call episode seven episode ten. That I again I but there's no marketing power. I get what you're saying. I, it's it's audacious and clever. That's what Lucas did. I know that's what he did. But he was Lucas. He was a madman that couldn't figure out the name of his characters. Gunga, Gungan, Doku, Dooku. Zach, the are you wearing socks right multinational now? Corporations not going to do that. So it would be a statement to the to the public and to the investors that no matter how this plays out. We're doing six movies, not two or three. That's but but again, there is no marketing power behind episode ten. There's more. Think about it, Chris. You you remember that day, whether it was October 29th, 30th, and 2012. Then you do it like Lucas actually did, where only when episode eleven comes out, you tell everyone that that was episode ten. <laughs> okay, Chris. If you can sell the board of directors for a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation, that idea without putting something in their drinks beforehand by all means. If you can, if you can sell that. It's the best idea I've had all week by, by a mile. And I've had some bangers. That does, that does have some, have some merit to it because if you sit there and you look at it, when Lucas was making the script for star Wars, what he had to do is he had to develop a backstory you know, why are these people doing the motivations behind it? What a novel idea. If you did that where you exactly, <laughs> but if you do it as, as 10, 11 and 12, then what you do is you're actually building in that backstory and you could basically almost piggyback the scripts for the other ones that I, you want to make. I'm not disagreeing that it's not a novel idea. I'm so it is plausible. Convi- I'm trying to say is convince a room of people who are like, chairmen of the boards of Procter and Gamble that this is what they want to do with their $4 billion investment. That it's easy. You know how you could just give them the numbers that star Wars made back in uh-huh. 77, 80 and 83 but is, but, and be like, just triple this, it. But this is not that same like t- I, mindset. Though. They're looking Remember, for a return of investment, I know, but they're, but they're looking at the market research and the market research is saying, again, Chris can, t- I can judge. I'm not sure how fami- familiar you are with like the rumors that were going around in early 2013, but like there was stuff kicking around that like Lucasfilm's thing at the time was along with Disney was like, well, the guy in the suit is dead, but Vader's suit can live forever. And like, that was the sort of stuff that was like making the rounds in early 2013. Like they just, they literally just wanted the carbon copy. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're freaking madmen. It's just, they needed, they needed one adult in the room to, 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 to know <laughs> they, what was going on. They were madmen. They just need one slightly coherent madman. They need, they need the schizophrenic on, on the medication that week. So they were a room of pitch band zingers and apparently introduced today in this episode, pitch band Chris, who took the cake with that idea. Listen, Zach, I bet you if someone had passionately pitched that to J.J. Abrams, it would have happened because like he would have just made oh. it happen. No, well, maybe if somebody had pitched that to him and convinced him, then maybe. But at the same time, this is the same J.J. Abrams that like was going around telling Vanity Fair, I want Jaja's bones in the desert because I want everyone to know that I'm the one that killed him. And like then there's also the news story, too, that he wanted to blow up Coruscant. 
And it's like, and Lucasfilm was like, no, we need that planet. Like, please don't destroy like the planet that is the cornerstone of the prequel trilogy. And he's like, I want to be the one that destroys everybody's memories of the nineties and two thousands. That, that is the equivalent of Zenger doing like Star Jones. My voice feels horrible now. <laughs> I need to like, I need to literally shotgun a bag of recalls right now after doing that. The weird thing about that is like, is it Coruscant as far as J.J. Abrams is concerned, though? Because I think it is. He wanted to use Coruscant and they told him no. So he made a Coruscant facsimile. OK, but but in design, is it basically exactly Coruscant, though? Like, I, it's been a while since I've watched it, but but I thought it was Coruscant when I watched it. And that's the thing. They wouldn't let him say officially Coruscant. Well, he's so checked out by the time that we get confirmed that it's Hosnian Prime or whatever it is. No, but like if you remember, like in The Force Awakens, there's that line said by Hawks where he's like, we'll strike at the home world of the New Republic. And I'm pretty sure if, if the Luke, if Lucasfilm let him destroy Coruscant, he would have said Coruscant. Like that would probably remember, this is also the same guy who literally begins the film with this will begin to make things right. Like, I don't care what anybody says. That is an F you to anybody who likes even a iota of a moment from the prequels that is an as a giant middle finger in your face and that's coming from someone who worships the rise of skywalker oh last jedi was better yes i agree it's confidently made as opposed to backing into brilliance (laughs) i did watch the rise of skywalker on tnt a bunch of different times this weekend or last weekend and i still hate it (laughs) There were football games on. Could you imagine if if episode seven was called episode 10? Because even now, we wouldn't have got to the point where they were, would be confident in their ability to, to make episode seven, eight, and nine in the in, intervening time period. So, like, it'd be like, it'd be amazing. It'd be like 10 years till we actually got those movies. Yep. The other <laughs> thing, people would be dead by then. People would have been more appreciative of the sequel, the prequel of the sequel than they were of the sequel because they were like, how could they make such hot dumpster fire garbage like that that made that other movie look good that I thought was bad? Well, the other thing like a is... a dog pile effect. How are we going to know back then that like streaming service was going to be the way to go and that Star Wars is going to do way better on the small screen than, it w- than it's maybe ever did on the big screen your your hindsight's 2020 right like if like we didn't know they were gonna do stories like this no chris it's hindsight's 2022 now that's the thing is it's look at start (laughs) (laughs) wow look at star star trek all right that stuff it started off that way and everything is going look how they've massacred my boy yeah. As somebody who in December of 2019 predicted all this and the fact that we wouldn't be getting any more Star Wars movies for the foreseeable future, um, I would just like to say retroactively, told you so. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I got a package right here at the recording area where we all record. Oh, it's Zach's award for the most obvious thing ever. I was the only person saying that back then. Remember, this was just right. Mandalorian was still running and I was saying this. I'm going to put it right up beside the your best movie pick of all time. The Meg. What? Uh, what? What is that even? What? The, the, the Jason Statham uh, movie? The Jason Statham movie based on a book series. 
That's based on a series of books. That is a there's shared universe. Yeah, there's like seven, and it's a shared universe with another book series. How have you not known this? I talk about How it. How do you know this? Who is I've read them all? What a waste of Zanger. You have wasted your life. You have wasted. I would read one of those 10 times over than read the novelization of Rise of Skywalker once. You listened to that once. It was awful. How many King James versions of the Bible does it take to cover the same number of pages that all the Thrawn trilogies have? Is this common core math? <laughs> oh, man. This is a fine oh, well, by, 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 by the way, Zach, side, side note, the Meg is an ongoing series. There's, there's another book in the series that's coming out. How many sharks are there left for them to kill? Oh, there's like an entire ecosystem. I wonder of why things. they're endangered. <laughs> like ecosystems of them and is it, dinosaurs. Is this going to be like the ending of like Independence Day 2 resurgence where it's like, we're going to take the battle to the sharks. Yeah, they actually do that in one of the books. <laughs> they start going, <laughs> all right, can somebody please get us back on track of Star Wars nonsense? Like, is there anything else in this episode? Okay, Sanger, Sanger, are, okay. Your your boyfriend, your, your, your favorite character, who, Cobb Vance, played by the dreamy, dreamy Timothy Oliphant. Thank you. Who you have a Tiger Beat poster of in your room right now. Of course. Why not? <laughs> a- anything what? else I, about him? I, I do have artwork as me as Mandalorian, and I obviously should have had me and just Timothy Oliphant. But anyways, um, no, I, I, I mean, like I said, where's this going? Are we... I. I have a prediction with a coworker that he thinks that it's going to be all built up and we will get no payoff in this season. That's what Joe said set... last week. Oh, maybe Joe said it too. I was about to say, I'm kind of starting to agree with you guys. Joe, Joe is everyone's coworker. He is. That's right. Co-worker I'm everyone's coworker. I'm, I'm everyone's oh, virtual wait, we, coworker. Wait, we got another package here. We got another package here. Coworker of the year goes to Joe Gazzo. I wanted to bring up something that, you know, when Zach predicts something correctly and I I scoffed at him and thought it was stupid and it turned out to be completely true, which was um, that Zach implied that Grogu would be getting a lightsaber. And I thought that was just so damn ridiculous. Surely not. Surely Yoda's 10 times Grogu's size. He can't. Grogu can't wield the lightsaber. And it is offered to him five minutes later. And not only that. But it's it's Yoda's actual lightsaber that I suppose uh, while while Luke was hanging out on Dagobah, finishing up Yoda's uh, last living will and testament and his affairs and his hut before he left Dagobah, he found this thing in a box. Well, um, not exactly. Are you saying there's already a canon reason where? Yes, there's a canon reason. The um, invader invader um, issue number one. It is shown that. Oh, what's his name? The guy with the Masamita. horns. Thank you. Um, tosses it into an incinerator, like holds up Yoda's lightsaber and tosses it into an incinerator. But there is another series of comics where Yoda apparently built another one while in Dagobah. That looks exactly the same. <gasps> yeah, that's right. So he did lose it in episode three uh, when while fighting Sidious. Is that right? It does it show him yes. sort of drop yes. it? Yeah, that makes well, sense. So did Luke in Cloud City. And I do recall right, that. Yeah. I do recall that one. Yeah. So, but I'm and and Luke tossed away his green lightsaber on the Death Star. We never saw he, him pick it up, but he has it somehow. 
Explain. He has it in Return of the Jedi at the end, like when they're around, like during the Ewok celebration, he has it. Like they anyone totally remembers could... that. You see it swinging on his belt. That thing just goes flopping around. I'm too, I'm too distracted by the obvious force ghost that I'm not seeing of Sebastian, whatever. I, I have that figure too. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Stan thank you. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I was going to say Sean. Luke, I'm like, Luke I know Skywalker, that's not right. Luke Skywalker sees a ghost of himself slightly different during the Endor celebration. So I'm guessing this comic probably came out like a year or more ago where Mazamita incinerates Yoda's lightsaber. No, so, that came out. Do I have the Vader comic up here? Please hold. But it's just, so this is like uh, this is like the Cobb Vance Boba Fett's armor thing where it's like they're like, well, we sure wish we hadn't incinerated Yoda's lightsaber. Why don't we just not do it? Why don't we just undo that? Oh, oh, wait, him making the lightsaber. I don't care about him making it. That's more uh, recent. The Jawas went on Coruscant and they found Yoda's lightsaber. Are their Jawas on Coruscant? Jawas everywhere. He he made it again so that they could give it to Grogu. That's that's why they he, they knew that this episode was coming, so they put it in a comic that he remade it. But it shouldn't look the exact same if he made it out of twigs. So in regards to the Mas, Amasa thing, in some of the continuity errors, Matt Martin of the Story Group, some I, some this is from Porcelain Skywalker on Instagram, like did a nice compilation of like of what a lot of the official Lucasfilm people have been saying. I'd believe porcelain pork more, but continue. <laughs> One Twitter user pointed out the supposed continuity error to Lucasfilm story executive Matt Martin, who replied, quote, yup, we were aware of that. It's not an error, though. It was clear from Revenge of the Sith that he didn't leave Coruscant with that saber. A 900-year-old Jedi has probably – a 900-year-old Jedi has probably had more than a few sabers in his life. Then you have Charles Soule, who's the author of that comic, who tweeted – Quote, he built a new one, or he had more than one, or Palpatine made up a fake one to make a point, you know? Error, seek not. Stories, enjoy, you should. Also, the original um, Vader comic, it, the paperback graphic novel was originally printed in October 20th of 2015. But this is what what kills me about these guys. Instead of finding a way that makes sense, instead of spending five minutes and writing it in a way that makes sense, for the fans who are following their supposed everything is canon from here out, they instead resort to insulting the fans who are actually paying attention. Oh, you're poking holes in what I just felt like doing. Do shut up and carry on enjoying the content. And here's some more popcorn with Star Wars branding on it while you're at it. It's offensive. I don't like it. It. I can figure out a better reason than he had more lightsabers that look the exact same. In five minutes of thinking about it, try it sometime and don't insult fans. Like it's it's just it's so maddening, right? It's just like maybe it looks different. Maybe it doesn't look the exact same if it's not meant to be the same saber. Have you thought about that, geniuses? It's one of those things where clearly, again, I think it, it's it's the thing not, that happened a lot during the sequel trilogy. It was like, okay, J.J. Abrams, won. it's again, it's like the Tanta V4. The Tanta V4 was like confirmed, destroyed, post A New Hope. And then it's like, well, how is it on A.J. and Kloss? Uh, it was a different one that was destroyed. Okay, but here's the problem with the, that's not a, it's just apples to oranges, man, because Luke's like, by the way, this is Yoda's saber. So that's the problem. That's a set. That it, there's more than one 
ship of that model. Luke's telling this kid, this is Yoda's saber. That's the difference. Okay, I need to point out something real quick. I made an error. Uh, it's actually Star Wars Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith Volume 1, Imperial Machine, where that, it, where that comes from, which was actually graphic novel uh, December 5th of 2017. So I have corrected that error for all of you that were immediately pounding away on keys on Twitter, Facebook, or wherever you choose to negatively comment on my thoughts because everyone's buying up the issue where Mazamita burned Yoda's saber and getting it graded because just to fl- flip off the story group. Hey, I, Hey, I, I got good news for you guys. You don't have to buy it. Just go on Amazon. Um, it's part of the free preview. You can scroll down. It's only a few pages in and it's right there. I'm looking at it right now. Free comic book. You could find any comic book you want and look at it online. Uh, use use sponsor. I mean, sponsor code Knights Vader at checkout for. I'm gonna nothing. have to beep that out, guys. But um, but but Joe, could you you should Joe, you should make us an NFT of Mazamita burning Yoda's lightsaber. That's what you should do. I'm sure you're capable of it. A not safe for work. Got it. All right. <laughs> well, the other I'm thing too staring. is you know maybe maybe when Yoda had his lightsaber made, it was buy one get one free. So he put the other one in a drawer. It was was happy hour. It's obvious work. Happy hour, you know? All right. Anything else about this episode? Like we all, we all acknowledge that Grogu is going to go back with uh, the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Because Luke's a terrible teacher, of course. And he's going to steal the lightsaber. Actually, he's the one that's going to wield the dark saber. Watch. Ooh. 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 Called it. Well, at least we know where uh the mandalorian's gift to grogu came from and we saw it get made and it's not a weird doppelganger that doesn't make sense canonically so he'll probably pick that well the other thing too is chuck wendig actually commented that he wasn't given any acknowledgement because they used his character on this episode he tweeted oh, yeah yeah but remember he's person he's persona non grata now well you know how many people have written star wars novels that exceed the script length of the entire original six movies like 70 and i would could have done with less Cobb vanth in this story since it's not a book of boba fett episode anyways um i i did like his his opening scene where he kicked the the spice into the sand that was that was that was cool it was it was stylistically nice but when he shows up later i i you know and i and i don't i don't i don't want to uh drag y'all back into this but can but Cad Bane's supposed to be like actually good at what he does and like shooting dreamy Mick cool guy in the in the shoulder. So he purposely first of all, he has this annoying deputy who gets shot like six times. So he's definitely dead. He irritated him a lot, apparently. Yeah, but but he's like that guy. I'm going to obliterate Cobb Vanth gets one shoulder shot. So and he's immediately attended to. So he's got plot armor, even though Cad Bane doesn't miss. So I don't like that. I don't think I don't think it was Cad Bane doesn't miss. I think it was like who was the Cobb bigger Van- threat? Well, yeah, I think what it was was that like Cobb Vanth was obviously the better gu- like better hand like with his gun. So you immobilize him immediately, then take out the novice. And I think it's the idea too that like you don't want to kill their leader. So like I again, like I said, I. It's also a story, Chris. Like they're not going to kill Timothy Olyphant. They're like he was there. You to have to accept the, the fact that we're not. 
look at this way, Chris. We get a scene in this where we see a 501st clone trooper like like shoot down a bunch of Jedi, then goes over and like triple tax them. You're not going to get that with Timothy Hall of Fame, unfortunately. I hear what you're saying. I just don't accept this argument where they can't they can't spend five minutes longer writing and imagine a scenario in which Cobb Vanth isn't directly shot by Cad Bane and that exchange ends. Like, there's just other ways to do it that aren't stupid. I don't think it's stupid. Is it not ideal? Maybe. But I don't think it's stupid. Well, I think they should spend five minutes longer on each scene and I think we'd have a better show. That's all I'm saying. Because uh, Cobb Vamp is going to be in the seventh episode. That's why he couldn't. He actually had on his shoulder the actual book of Boba Fett. That's what protected that's what, him. That's what protected him. Wait. So it was only does, a flesh. Wow, that thing's not very thick. It's probably like a pamphlet thin. But it's best car. Best car cover. That's why. Do you remember that time that Boba Fett like showed his resume to Din Djarin? <laughs> it's pronounced resume. I guess it was more like a birth certificate. That's what I'm going to have to do. Next time I have my armor, I'm going to I go to a job interview. I'm going to dress up in my best Mandalorian armor and show them my resume along with my dent in my head. <laughs> exactly. And and it, almost the dent, the dent in Django slash Boba's helmet is almost like there's a, there's the same number of reasons for what that caused that dent as there are people who stole the Death Star plans in the old EU. It's like. They, they just can't decide how that happened or how many helmets he's got. And I think somebody pointed out recently that, um, and I don't know the veracity of this, they just mentioned it, but but when when the plot line came up in Clone Wars where uh, Boba Fett used Jango's helmet as a uh, improvised explosive device to try and kill Mace Windu, somebody brought up, it's got the dent in it, so that's got to be Boba Fett's helmet and uh, and Lucas basically told Flo- called Floney a nerd for even saying something like that to him. <laughs> and I think they're I mean, and I, I understand they're taking that approach. And I understand that that's all of their answers to me when I say think about it for five minutes more. But I think think about it for five minutes more and polish your reasoning is a more compelling argument than just yelling nerd at somebody as <laughs> I, I don't know, especially when they're advertising the fact that everything is canon from now on and it's supposed to all count. But they don't even really even announce that everything's canon anymore. Like what they did like back when they had the EU purge, what 2013, they don't even really do that anymore. Like they don't scream like everything's canon anymore. It's just, basically enjoy what portions of, of the of the universe that you would choose to well i, I wish they would come out and say it because they, they could, do they they don't because they could probably have much more interesting novels and comics if, that's what the guy said in the, the 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 tweet i read where he's like just enjoy it nerds that's what he said but they that's that they, they have not superseded their official statement that all the current media is canon so the, the so then they have to make excuses that are implausible like Yoda's duplicate lightsabers rather than just say everything except the movies and TV shows is not canon. That'd be better. What if fire can't melt lightsabers and then somebody found it like in the Jedi Temple? Oh, no, 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 it's no, a, no, it's no, a Star no, Wars no. equivalent of no. like Jet Fuel can't melt steel beams. Oh, no, because <laughs> the thing they throw it into <laughs> is like this this cylinder thing and it basically ignites like jet Okay, like jet propulsion thing. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> Singer, I haven't looked at it, but I'm imagining a frame where 
against the fire, all you're seeing is the black, black little pieces of the saber just combusting with light gaps in between. So you're just left with n- no uncertain terms that the saber is destroyed. Oh, I mean, it. I, oh, I should do like a screen share of this. You know what? I'm going to work on that right now. Uh, but he, he'll get on it, and if he does, I'll 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 share it in the Knights of Vader Facebook group and on Instagram. But but you see what I'm saying though? He's he's literally just saying like he said he's saying don't don't check my answers to see if they're right. That's his answer to the fans. Yeah, god dang nerds. It's it's criminal. That's what he's saying. <laughs> it's criminal. <laughs> it's criminal. You don't tell us it's all canon and then say stuff like that. Don't tell people they're looking too deep into it. That's what all these guys have spent their lives doing. Ridiculous. So when they do a live action Omega, do you think that Omega. you're going to put... Omega. <laughs> do you think you're going to put... Put them on the screen? Perfect. Do we, have, do, we have, do we have to bleep the word... All right, all right. Can everyone see my screen share thing? Oh wait, I, I got mm-hmm. it now. I got it. I got it. All right. So, all right. There's Vader. There's there's Vader getting shocked. There's there's some good artwork there. Palpatine has a lightsaber. Oh, it's Masamita. Okay, and then up up up. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to work this. It literally cuts out the moment before Zenger uh, could get that panel. Can we all just talk about how great Mazamita is for a minute? Like, what a what a fun design! What a great imperial like emperor lackey. Wasn't he Chancellor okay. Valorum's lackey too? Yeah. And he's sort of like there's some indirect lines in the original novel that sort of reference roles like what he has. So it's just it's just like it's it's great to see that he sort of made made the like, oh that's why i was previewing the kindle version not the paperback you don't get to see yoda's lightsaber being destroyed in the kindle version <laughs> so you're saying this is like almost like special edition level yeah see what's that right there everybody what's he holding oh my goodness so we're seeing mazamita holding up yoda's lightsaber about to destroy it with an expression of such glee on it he's like oh go back go back go back this that okay, considering that like Masamita is like what like a seven foot, eight foot like guy, is it possible that maybe it's a different type of lightsaber? Like that looks like it takes up his entire hand. Yoda's hand is small. It's perspective. You know, he's holding it up. The camera, the camera is oh, please perspective it, yourself. It's, it's amazing artwork doing that for perspective. Anyways, to answer Zach's question, I mean, does it look like it would have been okay after that? Zach? We don't know what the melting point is of a lightsaber. Uh, obviously way below what that is. Well, they take all the crystals out, so it couldn't have vaporized everything in there. Nerd. They 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 missed. Did they actually take the crystals out? Zinger? Yes. All right. Anyways, th- there is a cool conversation between Vader and Sidious about lightsabers and stuff like that, because it was saying how like Vader could have just taken one of those. I mean, just gotten one of those lightsabers everything and it's pointed out that you know a sith lightsaber is not given it's taken well that's the thing and look at that amazing artwork look you can tell he's scowling with a mask on well actually something that's funny like i was thinking back to the whole now he's in the mid rim (laughs) okay thank you zenger narrates the comics in real time with us Um, and you say mid rim and on on But I, it's funny you mentioned like, we talk about the lightsaber crystals. If you think about it, like there's no such thing as a red lightsaber crystal, as in like finding it, you have to bleed a corrupt it. Yes. So technically, Chris is gonna eat this up. If you go to Savi's workshop at Galaxy's Edge, 
technically it shouldn't be able to give you a red crystal. You have to bleed one of the blue, green, or purple crystals first. What? So you grab it from somebody and smack them over the head with it? <laughs> but you can get a red crystal in a blind bag. No, no, it's the black crystal that comes in the blind bag. So you can just buy a red crystal. You can buy just a red crystal, which is cannon breaking, which kind of also goes against the whole idea to travel to Ilm. So a zero out of five stars, unsubscribe, give me guest services number. I'll call them up right now. Can you get one that's pre-corrupted? Exactly. I want to corrupt my own crystal, damn it. No one's oh. corrupted. <laughs> that's half the fun. there was red ones that were synthetic or something. That's what it, it was in Legends. As well. That's what it was oh. in Legends. Imagine if the 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 uh, Doc Ondar salesman says to you when you're buying it, like, you wouldn't believe the things we did to these crystals to make them red. <laughs> <laughs> I would be that cast member and be immediately terminated. <laughs> Technically, didn't tell me I can't say that in the guidebook. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, I, can well, we please can we please wrap this nightmare up? <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I think the the key takeaway is the fact that we're not all super interested in what Luke Skywalker is up to after Return of the Jedi, and that is because we have all been served incredibly poorly up to this point by Disney era Star Wars, and this is not doing it for me. And it's it, it would do it for me under any other circumstances. And I don't know what's happened to me that this is not doing it for me. So I I, I it's just it it's interesting. It's it captures my attention slightly less than Chapter Five did, which gives me more to ask about myself than it does about the show. So okay, what's the okay? What's what's going to be the big showstopper next week? Is is rank, it going to be riding? Well, okay, we know that. Like, like that's been leaked. Like that. Oh, is it going to be Harrison Ford? Are we going to see Han Solo show up? Yes. Like what else? Is, like, well, think about. It. We've already gotten de-aged everybody else. What else would be a showstopper other than like? Harrison Ford Han Solo again and like Chris can tell you like they have those CGI models probably from the Battlefront 2 like campaign where he had a beard oh god why'd you have to bring it up <laughs> that that would make the that would do a lot to sort of obscure the poor lip syncing job so I, I wouldn't be shocked um I, if you would have I, w- I wouldn't have believed they would do that before chapter six but now i I have lost all my faith in the ability to predict what these lunatics will do. Uh, I'm calling Amelia Clark. Oh, please, please. If they do Amelia Clark, I will rate this 10 out of 10 greatest Star Wars thing ever. Give me some of that sweet, sweet Kira hasn't aged in 35 years nonsense. Amelia Clark still looks like she's 20. Like, please, please give me that Disney. As we have Harrison Ford aged like 50 years since then. And then Harrison Ford says something that implies that she looks amazing. Oh, please. Oh, please. Like, oh, no, no. Chris, he has to do the opposite. He's got to say the years haven't been too kind to her. <laughs> yeah. What, what, it, it, it's, you know, it's fun that Mark Hamill gets to be played by a CGI version of himself when Luke Skywalker is younger and Harrison Ford gets to be played by some some other guy. It's it's just an interesting time. It's you know these it's just the timeline these movies came out in. You know it's just interesting how the technology dictated what was done to such a degree. All right. All right, I got a solution to make everybody happy. We need to de-age Harrison Ford 
for some scenes, but then age up Aaron. All right. Or whatever the crap his name is. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. Yes. We need, <laughs> <laughs> we need to age up him. So then, and then diff- alternate between the two of them. See if we can tell the difference. You're right. I think what they need to do and, and and trust me, everyone, I know what I'm saying is the worst thing that's ever been said. I think what they need to do is, you know, they need to deep fake like a 30 percent Alden Ehrenreich onto Harrison Ford. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the and then Cthulhu can finally come out of a portal and the world can finally end. All right. I need you to bleep a few names that you just said. But yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Chris, basically, when you're editing this, you have to, every time we say a name that's not one of us, you have to bleep it out just to be sure. Because I feel like at this point, we've dug so many holes. <laughs> we've dug more holes than the Shia LaBeouf movie. We dug um, more plot holes in the Lucasfilm story group. I was going to say whatever that tank movie was he was in, but yeah, that too. Zach's joke works better. Can we please end this episode? All right. A big thank you to... I have a minor inferiority complex. So conclude this episode of Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group, Harass Zanger at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the latest musings of Star Wars nonsense. Only uh, on what? Only on Wednesdays. Only on Wednesdays. Only, only on Wednesdays. Office hours for harassing Zanger are every Wednesday from 3 to 4 a.m. Uh, please line up accordingly. Uh, check out the Facebook group, Knights of Vader. Come post a meme. Post a meme. See Zenger post memes about Jerry Seinfeld and Kramer. I've got more still. I bet. At KOV Podcast on Instagram. Talk to Chris Porteous. Chris, what is, when are your office hours? Well, you'll notice about what Zenger just said about not wanting to be messaged at all hours is that he probably has Facebook notifications on. So, like, you know, go ahead and bother him some more. I do not have Instagram notifications on. You might have heard some during this episode because I forgot I muted my phone, but forgot to mute my watch because I'm dumb. And we all know the chances of him fundamentally changing his social media notifications are low. So do bother him at hilarious hours. Um, But yeah, you can message the Knights of Vader Instagram at any time and ask silly questions about canon like like Will recently did, where I told him that Din Djarin implies that he does take showers in one episode of The Mandalorian season one. So... Uh, yeah, do check us out at KOV Podcast on Instagram and you'll get to see, you'll at least get a one more reminder when we post a new episode and you'll get some other mildly hilarious content in the interim. Indeed. But when you're not listening to us there, you can hear me on the Cinemalities Podcast where recently we talked about The Matrix Resurrections. Finally. Ugh. Get out of here, you monster. But when you're not listening to that sort of nonsense, Chris... When you're not promoting the KOV podcast and telling people to harass Zenger at all times of the night, where can people find you? The Chris Porteous on Instagram is where I post some photography. But really, if you're if you're listening to this, do me a solid. Follow at KOV podcast on Instagram. And if you're feeling really um, enthusiastic, give us a Apple podcast review as well. Ooh, five stars. At 10. Yeah. All righty, Zanger. What is happening in Zang this land? Uh, let's see here. This week's episode will be us discuss us celebrating the year of the tiger by talking about our favorite tigers in pop culture. Is it's there an a refer- episode on Frosted Flakes? 
I mean, technically, Tony the Tiger is one of those that could be there. We're also talking about some news updates. Uh, talking about that Halo trailer we got for the Halo show. Uh, Chris is saying no. I'm saying Two thumbs in, down. I'm saying blind indifference. Talking about the Bungie acquisition by, I mean, PlayStation acquisition and Xbox acquisition of different things. So kind of a news episode. And then after that, we will be probably discussing Pokemon Legends Arceus on the next episode after that. But we did begin our Avatar The Last Airbender series watch that has been long requested. And we finally figured out a way to possibly do it. First thing on that list is never have Zach on for an episode. It will be five hours long. Me? Yeah. I'm not an Avatar. I, oh, God. I think I watched like two episodes of that show. Exactly, and I guarantee you, we're gonna get you to talk for two hours about it. It's it's definitely cool. it's definitely my second favorite thing called Avatar. It's a short list. <laughs> Zanger, can I be on the Eternals episode of Zanger? I, I've already stated on recording that yes. <laughs> Zanger, it comes out on Blu-ray like in a week. Yeah, and you know what else comes out on Blu- that is out right now on Blu-ray that everyone should go watch instead: Dune, Arrakis, The Desert Planet. The spice must flow. Okay, the real quick. Can we, must can, we please, flow. can we please have a moment of silence? The moment this where Cad Bane's like the spice must run, and like he looks directly into the camera, like all like four inches of like his glowy red eyes, and I'm like, man, it must have killed him not be able to say the correct phrasing of that. Ah. Uh. I mean, it's obviously a reference to it. Anyways, you can find more from me at the uh, Unbelievers podcast. Uh, we post <laughs> stuff every week. Yo, what are you up to when you're not on here? Uh, people can get in touch with me at KOV Knights of Vader Facebook page. What are your um, office hours? When people crash you about the generic Star Wars questions? Oh, boy. I had one person actually. Chris posted a conversation that someone said that I was I was wrong about something I said. Oh, and I had to I had to put a clarification in, and I was right. Apparently, the what they were saying was Eden Versa in Battlefront Two had one of those surveillance droids that was in Book of Boba Fett, but hers was bigger and it was more. It wasn't cylindrical. It was more of like a UFO, and the one I said on the podcast was correct because it was from the battlefront one scout trooper so Mm. sorry but i was right take that will on instagram all right yeah what a great way to promote our show (laughs) by yelling at our fans (laughs) oh god uh wouldn't be right unless we remember what was the original phrase that paid on knights of vader it was a don't disenfranchise the audience and we are still doing that almost five years later He'll love it. Oh God, it's been that long. It's you want to know something? I, if, if I was wrong, I would have said I was wrong and I would have admitted it. I would have fallen on a sword on the lightsaber and I would have been like, I would have Qui-Gon Jinn myself. But I was not. Darth so I feel vindicated. I became a force ghost and I will haunt everybody. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about. Sort of encouraging that next generation of fans to point out that Yoda's lightsaber has already been destroyed. <laughs> the, the, the most <laughs> I can't even say it oh god the only true way to be a Star Wars fan to be a snarky nitpicky a-hole that is the only true way to live as a Star Wars fan <laughs> oh dear alright good night but not goodbye and as always may the force be with you oh.